Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Well, today we're going to be talking about loud voices. <laughs> loud voices, whoa, let's see. Oh, you put a microphone up there, loud voices. I can, they don't let me get too loud. You know, they have a, a, a compressor on my microphone back there. So no matter how loud I scream, it only goes to a certain level. And uh, so it, it keeps it, you know. So anyway, loud voices. I don't know how many of you remember uh, the Far Side calendars, you know, the, those, those comics and cartoons, the Far Side, okay. Well, the Far Side series is a collection of comics and, you know, featuring cartoons and drawings uh, with a little dry human uh, humor caption at the, at, at the bottom of them generally. And uh, these, these captions, you know, a little dry humor, kind of like Canadian humor, they make the mind jump to an obvious but nonetheless humorously unrealistic conclusion. Uh, for example, uh, this one right here, okay? See that? The horrible truth behind whipped cream. See that? <laughs> See that? Okay. <laughs> well, Brenda likes far side humor, and she likes far side jokes. Always had, and she's bought me calendars for years. And, and the ones that she would think was funny, she would always, you know, show them to me. And occasionally, I would find a place to use one of those far side jokes in life. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of humorous. My mind runs in humorous patterns. If you hang around me very long, you know that I, I, I can't help it. I, there, there's an anxiety within me that makes me say something funny, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and watch out if you leave, because it may be about you. No, I'm teasing. But... Occasionally, I will remember one at just the right moment to really make it zing, you know, really make it hit. Well, such was the occasion a few years ago whenever Brenda and I were invited to Boise, Idaho to a church there. Uh, I do consulting for, for uh, uh, nonprofit organizations, churches, and, and uh, other. And so I was asked to come there because there was a problem in the church. And, and while I was there, I was going to preach for, uh, for a, a friend of mine. And so, uh, you know, our host and hostess, uh, they, they picked us up. The pastor and his wife picked us up at the airport. And, you know, we went out to eat dinner, and we were in Boise. Beautiful Boise. Have you ever been to Boise? It's really beautiful. And so, uh, you know, uh, they have, you know, a, a, a high place uh, out around the city that you can go way up. And they took us way up that evening. At, well, it was, it was nighttime. Way up on that high overlook so, so, so we could see. And so, you know, Brenda and his wife were talking. And he and I began to talk, and he was sharing some of the problems the church had. And, and so I was, you know, giving him some counsel and listening to him and trying to get a good feel and, you know, just praying in the spirit as we walked along, you know, just quietly and, you know, just, uh, and, and as we were walking, we walked out to the edge of this overlook and we, we stepped up on a rock, you know, that rock that juts out, you know, over that overhang, that cliff that falls like forever, you know. And so we just both, you know, just kind of walked out, you know, right on, you know, the, the edge of it. I mean, uh, we, we walked out there, you know, we took the last step we could take before it was our last step. But neither he nor I seemed to be bothered by heights. And so we were just, you know, standing there shoulder to shoulder. And, and I was listening. And, you know, there was a cool breeze and beautiful sight. And, and uh, you know, there came the moment whenever there was a break in our conversation. And, and uh, you know, we were, uh, you know, just uh, taking in the sights and what had been said. Standing there quietly for a couple of minutes. Almost shoulder to shoulder. I said, Jim... I'm just looking out into the distance. Have you 
you know, you hear a voice in your head and it says, go ahead, go ahead. Why not? Go ahead, push someone. (laughs) That was a far side joke. Whenever I, whenever I said that, he went, he jumped back and he went like this. And I just kind of slowly turned my head with that little mischievous grin on my face. And then he and I broke down and started laughing and we laughed and we laughed. It was really cathartic for both of us. He was laughing in this, you know, anxiety relief laughter, you know, that, and then he, you know, realized, and I was laughing in that feeling of that little, you know, uh, that little kind of feeling you get when you know that you got somebody, you know, Uh, you know, that devious satisfaction a person gets. Well, we laughed till we cried and, you know. Jim was the founding pastor of Church on the Rock in Boise, Idaho, and I ended up being able to help him counsel him and and, uh, help direct to merge that church with another larger, stronger church in the area. And Jim and I, uh, Jim Powell, Boise, Idaho, we remained friends uh, and co-workers in Christ. Uh, You know, uh, what a caring shepherd Jim was to the families that he loved and led. Voices. You ever hear that little voice? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Push somebody. Voices, man, we all hear them. Some are loud, some are quiet, some are encouraging, and some are just downright scary. You know, uh, how do we know which voices to follow and which voices to run away from? How do we know which voices are God and which voices aren't? You know, there is an eternal truth that we should never deny. It says that if we listen to the wrong voices, we will make the wrong choices. That's a reality. Let's turn our attention this morning to a pivotal account in the book of 1 Kings chapter 12. We find a clear pattern throughout the Bible where God gives us details of people who listened to the wrong voices and made the wrong choices. We see it in the very beginning of the Bible with Eve. She listened to the wrong voice. She made the wrong choice. But it didn't end there. You know, when Abraham listened to the wrong voice, he made the wrong choice. When Isaac listened to the wrong voice, he made the wrong choice. They both lied and said that this is not my wife, this is my sister. You know, they were listening to the wrong voice. They were listening to the voice of fear, the voice of loss. You know, uh, uh, Jacob, he listened to the wrong voices. He made the wrong choices. You remember he was even listening to his mother who was giving him bad advice. And so he lied to his daddy and he stole his brother's blessings. He was listening to the wrong voices. Even Judah listened to the wrong voices and he made the wrong choices. Lot listened to the wrong voices. His daughter listened to the wrong voices. And they made the wrong choices. They listened to the voice of fear and they said, if we don't do this, then, 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 then we're never going to have anything. And, 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 and they did something so far against the will of God and so far against any you know, uh, uh, conscious considerations. Why? Because they were listening to the wrong voices. When the children of Israel listened to the wrong voices, they made the wrong choices. There were two men saying that we can do what God wants us to and there were ten men saying that we cannot. You can read about it in Numbers, the 13th chapter. 
And the children of Israel listened to the wrong voices. They listened to the voices of people who were important, people who were in their leadership, people who should have known what they were talking about, but they didn't. And when they listened to the wrong voices, they made the wrong choices, and it cost a whole generation everything they had. When Moses listened to the wrong voice, he made the wrong choice. God told him, speak to the rock. But on the inside, all he could feel was aggravation toward the children of Israel. And he got so aggravated, got so upset, he got so irritated. Instead of obeying God, he reached out with his staff and he hit the rock twice. And because of that, he didn't get to go into the promised land. Why? Because he listened to the wrong voice. He listened to that voice of anger, that voice of frustration, that voice of irritation. And he made the wrong choice. When King Saul listened to the wrong voices, he made the wrong choices. He listened to the voice of jealousy. He listened to the voice of rage. And he made the wrong choice. Instead of embracing God's will, he fought against it. Aaron, how about Aaron the high priest? Aaron the high priest heard the wrong voices. And he made the wrong choices. He ended up making a golden calf for the children of Israel to worship. And when asked why, he said, because the people, the people, that's what they wanted. David listened to the wrong voices. And when he did, he made the wrong choices. <laughs> he listened to the voice of lust for Bathsheba. She listened to the wrong voice as well. She shouldn't have been on that rooftop naked in front of the king's house. Wrong choices. And then David listened to the voice of fear, the voice of losing his reputation. And he ended up committing murder. When Absalom, David's son, listened to the wrong voices, he made the wrong choices. That's what happens. We see it all throughout the Bible. You know, not just in the Old Testament, but when Judas listened to the wrong voices, he made the wrong choices. And he sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. And later on, he started hearing more voices. Go and give the money back. Go and give the money back. He went and threw the money. They didn't want the money back. They said, we're not taking the money. That's blood money. So he threw it into the temple. And then the Bible says there was a voice that came to his head and said, go out and hang yourself. And so he went out and hung himself. Wrong voices. Wrong choices. The young rich ruler listened to the wrong voices. He listened to the voice of money. When Jesus said, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me, he said, ooh. And the Bible says he went away sorrowful because he was very rich and he could not hear anything louder than my money. That's the loudest voice in his life. What's the loudest voice in your life? What is the loudest voice in your life? What is the voice that overrules everything else? Peter listened to the wrong voices. He made the wrong choices. He listened to the, the, the voice of, oh my goodness, they're going to kill me too. And he denied even knowing Jesus. He did it three times and he cussed. That's what the word curse means in the, in the New Testament. It's the, it's the English word cuss. He cussed. Reckon what he said. I don't know what he said, but he said something bad enough that people said, nope, he's not a follower of Jesus. What is it? What voice in your head will impassion you loud enough to cuss? And deny knowing Jesus in front of other people. Other people won't even believe that you know him. Other people won't even believe that you're a Christian. What are the voices that make you act like that? 
You see, when anyone listens to the wrong voices, they make the wrong choices. We can go all the way from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. The Bible says that it, it happened to Eve in the very beginning, and it'll happen in the last day. Have you read it in Revelation 13 that people are going to receive the mark of the beast because they're hearing a voice that says you cannot buy, you cannot sell without receiving the mark of the beast. And so they're going to receive the mark of the beast. They're going to believe that this Antichrist uh, you know, uh, is, is the one that brings peace. But they're going to be deceived. They're going to seal their fate because they listened to the loudest, the sharpest, the smartest, you know, the most reasonable, logical, the most impassioned, the most confident. They listened to loud voices. It goes back so much farther than that. You know, whenever Lucifer was able to deceive a third of the angels of God, those angels listened to the wrong voice and they made the wrong choice. Man, it's, this has been around for a long time. Have you found First Kings yet? Okay. We're going to read, begin reading. We'll, we'll start reading with uh, 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 chapter 11, the last verse in chapter 11, and then we'll get into chapter 12. Remember, we're talking about loud voices. First Kings 11, verse 43, that last verse says this. Then Solomon rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father, and Rehoboam his son reigned in his place. 1 Kings 12. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. Then Jeroboam, verse 3, and the whole assembly of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now, therefore, lighten the burdensome service of your father and his heavy yoke, which he put on us, and we will serve you. So he said to them, Depart for three days, and then come back to me. And so the people departed. Now, now this is the picture, okay? Solomon died, and his son Rehoboam became king of all Israel. And so he's going to be crowned king in Shechem. And so while they're there, the people come to him and say, listen, your father was, was you, know, um, you know, he taxed us heavy. You know, we built a lot of buildings. You know, we did a lot of things. And, and he really worked us hard. Could you just lighten up a little bit on us? If you will lighten up on us just a little bit, if you'll just relieve us a little bit of the taxes. I mean, everything is taken care of. Everything's paid for. I mean, everything's doing well. If you just lighten up a little bit on us, don't require so much of us, we will serve you forever. Well, he said, go away three days, come back, and I'll give you an answer. Verse 6, King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father Solomon while he still lived. And he said, how do you advise me to answer these people? Verse 7, and they spoke to him saying, if you will be a servant to these people today and serve them today... And answer them and speak good words to them today, then they will be your servants forever. If you will serve them today, they will be your servants forever. Pretty good counsel here, huh? Verse 8. But he rejected the advice which the elders had given him and consulted the young men who he had grown up with who stood before him. Verse 10. Then the young men who had grown up with Rehoboam spoke to him saying, thus you should speak to this people who have spoken to you. You ought to tell them my little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. 
And now, whereas my father put a heavy yoke on you, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips. I will chastise you with scourges. So, uh, so Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day as the king had directed. And the king answered the people roughly and rejected the advice which the elders had given him. And he spoke to them according to the advice of the young men, saying, My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scourges. Verse 18, then King Rehoboam sent the tax collector out to, to collect some taxes. That's who this guy is. He sent the IRS guy out, Adoram, who was in charge of the revenue. But all Israel stoned him with stones and he died. <laughs> Whoa. I guess the king got the message. Then King Rehoboam mounted his chariot in haste to flee to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. You see, the, the, those kingdoms have never been brought back together. Why? Because he listened to the wrong voices and he made the wrong choices. It happens. This story epitomizes what can happen whenever you listen to the wrong voices. People tend to follow loud voices. They just do. Why? Because loud voices often exude passion. It's a little bit different than this. Will you follow me? Follow me. <laughs> you know, get up. Get yourself together. People tend to follow loud voices. Loud noises get our attention. It exudes passion, authority, and confidence. When someone is loud, they sound confident. They sound like they know what they're talking about. People tend to, to follow close voices. Voices of families and friends and voices of counselors who have gotten to know them. Voices of, of, of people that you feel like they have your best interest at stake. People who love you, people who care about you. I mean, I mean, I mean if, 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 if I love you, why wouldn't you follow my voice? Close voices, loud voices, close voices. People tend to follow constant voices, voices which are demanding, voices which are unrelenting. Scoot over, scoot over, scoot over, scoot over. You know, Big Bang Theory. What does he say? What, what does he say? Huh? Penny? 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 Constant voices. The Bible talks about how that is like continual dripping of water. It's just, oh my goodness. You know, the Bible talks in Luke, the 11th chapter, the man didn't want to get up and help his neighbor, but because of his continual wearying, you know, and he likens even how much more shall God answer those who cry unto him night and day, lest he be wearied by your continual coming to him and knocking on his door. He's going to get up and do something about it. Constant voices. We also tend to to follow confirming voices. Voices that tell us what we want to hear. Voices that confirm our suspicions. Voices that confirm our dreams, our desires. We tend to follow confirming voices. Voices that tell us we're right. You know, not everybody tells you right, that, that you're right is your friend. And not everybody that tells you you're wrong is your enemy. Hello? That's the truth. Not everybody that tells you you are wrong is your enemy. Sometimes they are your best friend. Voices. Let me tell you about three loud voices. 
people tend to follow loud voices. Three loud voices. Well, how do I know if it's just a loud voice? Many times, the loudest voice we hear is the voice of self. All through these Bible stories that I recounted there and, and many, many others, it's the voice of self that people listen to, the, the, which, which, which manifests itself in a voice of jealousy, a voice of envy, a voice of pride, a voice of anger, a voice of addiction, a voice of abuse, a voice of money, a voice of me. Okay, shall I go over those again? That's the voice of self. The voice of self is going to manifest. It's going to scream at you, and it's going to say jealousy. It's going to say envy. It's going to say pride. You know, it's, nobody should talk to me that way. Well, well, maybe somebody should. Hello? A voice of anger. The voice of self is a loud voice. And sometimes you will listen to the voice of anger, and listen to the voice you'll make the wrong choice that you wouldn't have made if you hadn't got angry. Don't let anger become the voice of God in your life. Don't let pride become the voice of Don't let addiction become the voice of God in your life. Don't let abuse become the voice of God in your life. Don't let money become the voice of God in your life. Don't let the voice of me be the loudest voice in my life. Me, 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 my, I, mine, me, mine, me. Well, you know me. It's for me. Because of me, 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 me. It's all about me. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Whether appealing to your logic or to your emotion, the voice of me, that voice of self, that's a loud voice. And it'll talk to you in your language. It'll do its best to motivate you. It can be, uh, uh, you know, just logical or emotional. But these voices can be very loud. But just because they are the loudest, just because they are the most passionate, just because they're the most confident, does not mean that they reflect the will of God. Another loud voice is the voice of others. <laughs> Other people can be a really loud voice sometimes. You know that? They can. Yeah, I mean, uh, my goodness. Advice. Whoa. You know, that's why, I mean, in these Bible stories, you know, taking advice, but listen, <laughs> advice, opinion, counsel, you know, it can be good, but it cannot be good. We just saw Rehoboam lose the whole kingdom because of the voice of others. Others who were close to him. Manipulation. Sometimes the voice of others is a voice of manipulation. Uh, you know, it sounds like it's best for you, but it's really best for them. Others. Manipulation. Intimidation. You better stop that. You understand me? Well, I may sit down, but on the inside, I'm standing up. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not, you know. Don't let the voice of intimidation and manipulation and control, the voice of threat or the voice of promise be the loudest voice in your life. The voice of promise doesn't always pull through. These loud voices often make their approach based on a relationship and based upon, well, you know that's best. You know, I mean, you know, uh, you know just, gosh, trying to, uh, trying to manipulate. or control. And when it looks like it's best for you, in reality, when you back up and look at it, if they have a, you know, 
If they're going to get a piece of the pie, you may want to imagine how much of them, how much of their advice to me will benefit them. That doesn't mean you have to rule it out. We'll talk about how to hear the voice of, uh, the best voice in a moment. The third loud voice that we hear at times is the voice of the devil. It can be a loud voice. That's the voice of fear, the voice of worry, the voice of guilt, the voice of shame, the voice of regret, the voice of revenge, the voice of, of, of retaliation, the voice of temptation, the voice of enticement, the voice of division, the voice of defeat, the voice of death. These are all things that the devil uses. You can find all these right in the scripture. I took this right out of the Bible, no joke. Okay? These were some of the last voices that Judas heard. Right out before he went and hung himself. You see, not every voice you hear in your head is leadership from the Lord. And not every scripture that comes to you is leadership from the Lord. Not every verse in the Bible is leadership from the Lord. Just ask Jesus. When the devil couldn't get Jesus, he, he tried to get Jesus to listen to the voice of hunger. But Jesus said, no, no, no. I know what God intends and the voice of God's intentions, the voice of God's will, the voice of God's way, the voice of God's word is bigger than the voice of my belly. So then he said, okay, I'm going to get him to try to listen to the voice of success, okay? And if you'll just bow down and worship me, I'll make you king of everything you see. You get to be king if you follow me. Here's a voice of success. You know, a lot of people fall for that voice of I want. You know, I'm hungry, I, I, I need, and it's only right and reasonable. And a lot of people fall for the voice of success, the promise but that promise was empty. You know the devil can't promise you anything that God won't give you for free. Nothing you need. The voice of success. Jesus said, no, no, no. Uh -uh. I know what God intends. So what did the devil do next? He said, whoa, you know that Jesus, he keeps pulling Bible out on me. Hmm, I know. I'll go to the Bible. So he went to the Bible and he said, that Jesus listens to the Bible and he said, you know, Jesus, the Bible says that if you were to throw yourself down, even if you trip, angels will pick you up. Listen, this is the word. I mean, it's about you. It's for you. This is the word of God for you. Jesus said, no. Pharisees tried that. Tried to get me to stone a lady. Okay? I mean, everybody pulled out scripture and word. You know, Listen, just because somebody pulls the scripture out of a hat and gives it to you, don't think that that is direction from God for you. Hello, that's good stuff. <laughs> Jesus understood what God meant by that word. He understood the intent. He understood the context. And he knew the devil was using it out of context. Don't let somebody take the word of God and whip you with it drive you around, make you feel guilty or ashamed or defeated. That's not anybody's business. The word of God is what God means. And if God wants to bring conviction to you, it'll feel a lot different than condemnation, criticism, and rejection. Not every prophecy you receive, even from a prophet of God, just read in 1 Kings 13. What a confusing story that some prophet could prophesy to somebody 
A prophet of God, it said. And then the person he prophesied to did what, he, what the prophet said and ended up getting killed for it. Is that not confusing? Well, it's a pretty good picture of, listen, we need to know what voice we're following. When people or the devil himself quotes the word of God to you, listen, you need to know if it is the word of God or not. You need to know whether it's what God intended. You need to know the whole counsel of God and not just be favorite word people. You be believing and waiting on something. We waiting on a train. It ain't coming. You have a smile on your face while your ship goes down. How can we know which voices are the right voices? Well, I'm glad you asked. The rest of this tape will be $49.95. How do I know the voice of God? The right voices. Well, the voice of God and the voice of godly counsel will always follow a certain line. The voice of God and the voice of godly counsel will be a voice of integrity will be a voice of humility. This voice of God in godly counsel will at times include a voice of correction. It will always agree with the word, but there's always elements of self-denial in God's plan for our life so that we're putting him first and not us first. A voice of restoration, a voice of resolve, a voice of wisdom a voice of forgiveness. God's voice will always be a voice of light and a voice of love, a voice of life. Jesus said in John 27, 10, 27, he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. This morning, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Number one, which voice will you follow? You need to know the voice of God. And it's going to come from understanding His Word. But it's always going to be a voice of integrity. God's never going to tell you to cheat on your income tax. A lot of people will. God's never going to tell you to do things that are against His Word in hopes of accomplishing his will. He will not go outside of what he meant. A voice of integrity, a voice of humility, a voice of challenge, a voice of life. Which voice will you follow? Is it all about me? Is it all about what I want? You will make the wrong choices in life. Or is it all about someone else who's manipulating you, controlling you, intimidating you, threatening you? What is it that you're afraid of? What's the loudest voice? Who is the loudest voice in your life? Not only what voice are you following, the voice of fear, the voice of money, or the voice of God, but what voice are you to others? Do you want what God wants for them? Or do you only want what you want for them? What voice are you? 
You can be a godly voice or you can just be a loud voice, a close voice, a constant voice, a confirming voice, but you can be a godly voice.